Another Way to Play, Episode 6. Hey, this is Justin Richards, owner of Integra Real Estate. And if you want to learn to make the next chapter of your life better than the last, then you should be listening to Another Way to Play with my friend Hans Strazina. Welcome to Another Way to Play, your wake-up call to finally make a difference by creating a life defined by freedom. This is about entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and industry professionals that have left the 9-to-5 rat race behind by taking that personal leap from where they were to where they want to be. It's time to stop going through the motions, stop hitting the snooze button on your life, and get the insight and inspiration to make the next chapter of your life better than your last. This is Another Way to Play with your host, Hans Struzina. Welcome to Another Way to Play. I'm your host, Hans Struzina. And I believe that if you trade hours for dollars, you will never achieve true freedom in your life. Today's guest is doing just that. His name is Justin Richards, owner of Integra Real Estate in Bellevue, Washington. He's a 15-year pro in real estate sales and investments, leadership, business coaching, and development, and has his hands in a number of projects at any one time. When Justin isn't working, the true joy of his life is spending time with his daughter, fishing, or nearly anything to do with the water or being on it, working with and riding horses and traveling the world. In my conversation today with Justin, we go over when the right time for you to leave the nine to five world and jump into a venture is and how do you know if it's too early, what it means to work with people instead of have people working for you, and is real estate always the best investment? Stay tuned to the end for that one. And as always, I would be honored to have a conversation with you personally. Uh, In the show notes below is my Calendly link. Sign up for a 15-minute call so I can uh, ask you a few questions about yourself, what you're liking on the podcast, what you think I can do to improve it, and what questions you want to hear answered by our guests. I'd really appreciate your time. Would love to get to know you better and make this an even better experience for you. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Justin Richards. Justin Richards, appreciate you sitting down with us, having a conversation and uh, joining us for the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks very much, man. I really appreciate it. You are so, so welcome. I'm really excited about this conversation because I know you have a lot to offer you. You and I have a lot of value alignment in what our businesses are and uh, can't wait to hear what you have to say. Why don't you just give us a little bit of a background? We know you're in real estate, um, but, but take us back. Take us back to kind of, you know, your school time, your high school, or even earlier if you want to, and tell us kind of where you're coming from, what your upbringing was like, and, and sort of what led you into real estate and this entrepreneurial and investing journey you're on. Perfect. No, absolutely. So let's see, going back, I probably will go back a little further than maybe even than high school, because I think that's kind of where I started to figure out that's where I was going. Um, I grew up in a business family. First of all, I, uh, my father was a physician uh, for well, his entire career. Uh, and then on my mom's side, we actually owned a, a fairly significant equestrian business. And uh, at one point early on, I actually thought that was the direction that I was going to go. I still have a, a, a huge passion for horses and animals in general. Um, and uh, you know, somewhere along the line, health took a turn for, for her and, and that business kind of took its, its natural course into retirement. And, uh, but with that though, my, my brother actually um, was, was probably maybe one of the bigger catalysts to me. Uh, everybody in my family owns a business. I, uh, and so being the youngest one uh, at that point in my life, I, I saw that there was a different path. I mean, all very uh, you know, highly educated folks uh, you know, in their own individual field. 
Um, but I knew one of my brothers in particular was in real estate and owned a very successful real estate practice. And, and, uh, I looked at the fact that, you know, in his world, he was, was doing very well by kind of going a different course. College wasn't necessarily for him. And it's not to say that that isn't for everybody. Um, and I, I, I've always loved learning. Um, but <laughs> the unique thing about me in that instance is I like learning what I like to learn, not what other people want to force mm-hmm, mm-hmm. down my throat, so to speak. And so I, I started watching what he was doing and, and seeing that, you know, he was frankly doing better than my parents were as a kid. And he's older, 22 years older than me at this point. And so he started in his early 20s, uh, just as I eventually ended up doing. You know, I, I saw somebody who was making a million dollars a year or more probably at that point in his life. And uh, I said, that makes a lot more sense. Why would I go spend all these all these years in school and, and do that when I could go do this? And, and frankly, I'm more personable than he is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that was really kind of the, the early catalyst is is watching, you know, some of the, the business stuff that my family was doing and then following in, you know, my brother's uh, footsteps in their own individual way, taking things, uh, you know, from them uh, and, and kind of molding it into where I'm at now. And so uh, that's that's kind of where that that took off. So you said that you come from a line of business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, Was there ever an expectation that you would go a different way or that you might own a business or or where, where was that upbringing? Where was that motivation from? No, you know, no, actually um, I, I, my parents were wonderful uh, and still are uh, is they've always been very supportive of whatever pathway I ended up going on. Um, the one thing I remember as a, as a kid, both of my parents said, and even probably even to me before I remember it was, Justin, you will be a leader of men. And I adapt that now to, you know, more modern terminology of I will be a leader of people. I, I love working with people, I love helping people, probably even at, at some level sacrificing mind, body and spirit, if you will, to, to accomplish somebody else's goal because in some of those instances, you know, growing up, not specific to family or friends or, or parents or whatever, I was on my own. I had to figure it out on my own. And and while I think that's a good piece of one's upbringing, I don't necessarily think that that's, a, you know, a must do if there's a way to get a leg up or, or a helping hand, better yet. Um, I think that's really, I think that's really appropriate and very helpful. So no, I, I did not have an expectation. No, you know, it was never Justin, you should become a doctor to follow dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not, none of that. Um, although I'm sure they would have loved for me to carry on and do my, you know, a more formal education. Um, there was no requirement of that. Nothing said, nothing, no, nothing to me about that at all. So you really were the beneficiary of kind of watching, as you said, your brother and, and other family members go through the entrepreneurial journey and and potentially just from day one almost, based on how much older your, your brother is than you, mm-hmm. uh, you sort of had that modeled to you as, hey, you can go out in the marketplace and, and provide a skill or a product and, and make money and you don't necessarily need that formal education. Not to say that that's the wrong way or what no. what have you, but you you definitely sort of had that from an early age and then clearly had the courage to run with it. Yeah, I mean, I can remember sitting down probably uh, nine, 10 years old, something like that, and going through a profit loss statement with my, you know, wow. for, for, the, uh, for the horse business that we had. And, 
And, um, you know, there, if there's ever a business that's more expensive than real estate, it's definitely horses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, but I mean, that's, that's where it started. It, it was, I loved that stuff. And I, I, you know, the ability to create and do, I mean, it didn't matter what the topic was. I, I, you know, my, one of the things that my family, uh, for better or worse was tied into in one way were, you know, uh, MLMs and things of that nature, uh, multi-level marketing, mm -hmm. uh, some very good, some very bad. Um, but with that in mind, uh, it opened my eyes very early on to be wary of, of when things are sound, uh, like they're too good to be true. And it gave me an eye. The good ones in some instances were an opportunity for me to watch, you know, a sales experience right in front of me effectively in my living room or, or, you know, in, in some other, you know, much larger, uh, scenarios. And it just, it, I guess it made me very aware very early on. You're probably bringing a, a bit of a different uh, exposure than I would say uh, the average person and definitely than our, than our average listener here um, because you had this modeled for you literally in front of your face from that early age on the profit and loss statement or watching a sales pitch and, and uh, negotiation happen in your living room or in, in someone's living room or what have you. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a moment when someone was uh, perhaps telling you to go a more conventional route, do the medical school thing or go be a lawyer or something like that? Um, not at a familial level. No, I certainly had my friends, you know, that were in, as I was growing up through school and, and going into high school and all my friends were taken off to college and they, you know, they were getting into, you know, whether it was UW or, or Washington state or, or Stanford or wherever. You know, for me, I, I was, <laughs> I think I was done and over the notion of going through that formal education unless there was a way I could draw my own line in the sand and say, this is what I want to learn. That's how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not to say that I apply, <laughs> apply that rule to everything, um, but I certainly did that in, in, in education. And I think that that would maybe be where the pull was. My, you know, you, you lose your friends at some level at, at that time in your life, not to say that they're gone forever, but they take off and they're, you know, they're, they're developing yep. their own lives and, and their own, you know, education and so on. And you want to go with your friends and see what they're doing and live in that life. And do I feel maybe now as you know, all, all these years removed from those scenarios that maybe I missed something in the college experience? Of course I do. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that there's a, a, I don't think there's a dollar figure that I could ever put on the education that I went through. I will say this quote unquote, the hard way using mm -hmm. air quotes. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and, uh, and I think that, that if you were to talk to the people that have known me growing up and, and all through, you know, the college years and even fast forward to where we are today, I think that there are, are a, a vast uh, majority of them would say that I, I a, took not only the right path for myself, but also they're maybe wishful that they had done that themselves. So something you just said that I think is really, really important about this is the right path for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot, whether, whatever you think about formal education or the entrepreneurship thing or whatever, um, there's no silver bullet. There's no like one size fits all in this journey and really finding the thing that fits for you and that makes sense for you is super important. Can you uh, expand on that and how you knew that was the right fit for you? Well, that's a tough question. You, you came with the gloves today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, I, I think the, I think that, you know, you hear in different, in different conversations with, with business leaders, thought leaders, that there is something to, to what your gut is telling you. 
Um, it could be a relationship thing. It could be, you know, a, a, a dangerous situation. It could be a great situation. Um, but it certainly can be that when it comes to education too, or, or where you want to go. The, fu the funniest thing that I can think of, and it's not to say that this was the right way to lead in, in, in this point in my life uh, years ago, but I, I remember, and my friends give me a hard time about this all the time, is that, is that in high school and even maybe back into grade school, they said, Justin, all we remember about you is running around swearing at the top of your lungs that you were going to be a millionaire by the time you were 25. And, you know, <laughs> for me, that, it, it, there was no way for me to do that by A, going the conventional route, or B, taking a job. Um, I was, it was wildly unlikely that I was ever going to achieve that level of success, um, following somebody else's lead, right? It's not to say that I didn't take lead opportunities from uh, other people along the way, right? Suggestions or otherwise, but for, for me to be able to achieve the level of success that I, at that point wanted in my life to do the things that I enjoy and that I wanted to do. And that is even more true today is that I had to be at the reins of whatever it was that I was doing. Right. And it's not to say that real estate's for everybody. You know, and Hans, you certainly know that too, right? Is this is, a, this is a, this is a tough gig and you know, it takes a certain personality type and it, and you do acquire leather skin over time. And, uh, but I, I would imagine that how to put my, you know, applying a, you know, a different path, uh, in, you know, kind of in reverse in this conversation, I would imagine that I would have still managed to make my way, I just happened to choose real estate because I enjoyed it. I love, I love, you know, the deal. I love talking to people. I love helping people. And I, and, and real estate was something that was fun for me at the time. Right. Absolutely. It's sort of what I'm hearing is, is it's not so much real estate for the sake of real estate, but real estate is sort of the vehicle that lets you get to your fullest potential and your fullest uh, version of yourself. And it yeah. may have been something else, but because you had those models early on of your brother in particular, mm -hmm. um, that was, that was an easy vehicle to get into. Absolutely. It, it, it was, it was, it was, and that was probably the thing that was, it was painted kind of right in front of me. It was never the funny thing. I'll, t I'll say this is the funny thing is, is that when I asked my brother for help uh, at the time, and it wasn't him being a jerk, it was, it was him being probably very smart is he told me, don't do it. Hmm. He said, he said, Justin, you're not going to make it. And too young, too immature, probably. And I, I can't say that I disagree with him probably at the time. Um, you know, and I, keep in mind, I, I, was, I was staring down the barrel of this career path at, at age uh, 19 or 20, something along those lines. I, I, I got licensed at 20. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And, and maybe it was, it was brotherly wisdom um, telling me that this was, you know, it was a hard path. Um, or it was, um, it was telling him telling me what I needed to know to just frankly piss me off enough to actually push through it and, 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 and work hard at it, which I did. Yeah. I, I was almost thinking as you were telling that story, uh, was that him challenging you and, and seeing something in you that he knew in his very brotherly way, how to unlock. Mm-hmm. That's Maybe I mean he'll never he'll never admit to it, and I probably will never ask. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome! You've had a a really interesting uh, journey, probably like we've talked about already, somewhat different from most uh, people out there who are considering taking a step into something entrepreneurial or uh, mm -hmm. into real estate or what have you. Um, 
what is one of the biggest success myths that you've ever heard? Uh, say, say that question to me again, Hans. What is one of the biggest success myths that you've ever heard on your path to where you are now? Oh, man. Um, that's a tough one. I, you know, I thought about that because I, I, you know, you had kind of posed that question in a different format offline and I, and I, I pondered on that. And I think that the, probably the biggest one that comes to mind is um, that if you apply yourself, it sounds silly, right? It sounds like such an obvious thing. If you apply yourself, you'll make it. And mm-hmm. that's not, that's not true. I, I disagree with that um, vehemently, in fact, um, is, yeah, of course, if you apply yourself at some level there, will, you'll find something, but it may not be the definition of success. And so for me, I, I look at that and say, well, yeah, you can apply yourself and you can learn the things and you can do certain things. But inevitably, I think it's, it's, it's very key in business not to shy away from the notion that you can, ach- you can achieve success through others. Um, that's probably been one of the biggest keys to my success is others. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I lead, obviously didn't kind of step into the conversation now, but I, I lead with that conversation when I talk about very, very proudly, in fact, uh, of the people that work with and for me in, in you know, my organizations, um, because I wouldn't be here without them. And a lot of people want to go out and do it on their own. And, and Lord knows that I, in, in the early days of my career, I wanted to do it on my own. I wanted to, I wanted to own it all. It was my, it was my ego that I was fanning the flame for. Um, and that I, I admittedly took me backwards. And so um, I, what I learned over time, I think, and if this is kind of getting around to the question, yep. uh, is that uh, I've achieved greater success with others. And I am very, very proud of that. So teamwork makes the dream work, as they say. That's a great one. And that's not a myth. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, and, and maybe this is, maybe there's a transition point here where you can answer this question too, but um, can you describe for us the moment in your journey when you knew that there was another way to play? Oh, I, I think, I think I figured that out when I was a kid. Um, and that's, you know, it, not to say that I knew that it was what the way was. I did not know that until I was a little older. Um, but I knew that, that there was a different opportunity for me and I've always melded really well with anything I've ever done, you know, early jobs that I had, whether it was, you know, working in the family business, uh, helping her out or helping out around my dad's medical practice as a kid, uh, to, you know, working my first job, uh, you know, at a fast food restaurant to eventually working, you know, in a management type of a role for, you know, for a big uh, national company that you, I, I'm not going to name here, but you would know who they are. Um, and, and everywhere that I found myself at different points, um, you know, I knew I could have succeeded and gone all the way, whatever that way was, I could have gone all the way, you know, management, senior management, VP, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I had those paths laid out for me and I, and I didn't in that instance need the formal education to do that. I knew what I knew and what I was good at and it adapted itself to whatever that role happened to be. Same thing goes for for what I do now and in, and in the number of businesses that I have my hands in uh, is that I've just kind of gotten to it. And, and I don't know that I could ever really think a different way. I mean, you know, I'll go back to uh, 2008, nine, you know, Armageddon in the real estate and finance world. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, and there was a moment in that, in those days where I didn't know what I didn't know. And I pondered very strongly on taking, uh, a leave of absence from real estate, at least full time and, and going another direction. 
Uh, and because, I mean, because everybody was getting hit, uh, left, right, and center. And when I, I really sat down and thought about that, that I was like, there is no, there is no way I could ever personally go back to work for somebody. Mm. And that maybe that's a more modern version for me of, of this was the other way. And so I, I doubled down on not, not only on myself, but on my own practice. Um, I ended up partnering with, uh, with somebody that uh, was uh, better uh, in certain parts of business that, that I wasn't. Um, and we made a really balanced team and we built a big business uh, and uh, proceeded to grow into what it is now. And um, so, yeah, I think maybe that's kind of the modern version of, of, of the of pathway question. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you had your idea of basically that you wouldn't go the sort of nine to five corporate office VP uh, up the ladder job, um, but you didn't know exactly where that path would actually leave and lead until you got there. And Correct. it sounds like there's also an L there's, there's two elements I'm picking up here that I'd like to pull the threads on a little bit with you. One is knowing yourself, which we've talked about already, and knowing sort of your strengths, your desires, you know, what's going to wake, get you out of bed in the morning, what is going to make you feel good about what you do. Um, And second being some level of mentorship or partnership, because you said, you know, you you wouldn't be able to be where you're at without the people around you. And I know, um, I think initially when you said that you were talking about, uh, you know, the people that work with and for you, but I think there's also probably an, an, a, a moment of mentorship with your brother and maybe your family and maybe some others along sure. the way. Can you expand on the importance that mentorship has played in your journey? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I mean, I would say that I owe a great deal of, of success, um, uh, passion for life, maybe even, um, you know, joie de vivre, uh, to, to many people in my life, whether that would be people that are close to me, um, or people that, you know, from a distance I admire, uh, and I followed their work. Um, and, you know, and, and frankly, I learned something from them. It's not to say that educate, you know, I hope that the message didn't come across earlier is that I'm not a fan of education because it's quite the contrary. I'm a, I'm a considerable fan of education, but the right education. Um, and that was something that had in my world, in my mind, it had to be something that I aligned with. Um, and I think that that is a key factor. We see that play out in, you know, in, in all kinds of different things. I, I mean, I see it in my daughter, right? Is she, she's, she's very much like me is that she doesn't, she does not like to learn what people, you know, what, what is, she likes to learn what she likes to learn, right? Not so much what other people like to learn. And so, um, I think it's very key, um, for, for entrepreneurs, uh, business owners to continue to learn, um, find something that they're passionate about that they want to learn and take that and, 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 and not only, uh, you know, ingrain it upon yourself in, in your own world and how you live, but maybe even find a way to give that back to people. I mean, that's, I, I, I learn, it's funny to me that, that I, you know, some of the things that I learn when I read or I listen to podcasts or, or, uh, you know, watch different, uh, people that I follow on YouTube, uh, or other social media platforms for that matter. Um, I, I learned lots of different things from there, but really until such a time as I actually take what I've learned and expose that in my own way to other people, do I actually take it all the way in? And, and it's, it's amazing to me that, uh, you know, when I do that with my team, my, you know, the, my main team that I work with, uh, here in, in my business, uh, that, uh, you know, they, they I mean, they light up. 
they they're like, wow, Justin's really passionate about this or about that or you know some, and then they it generates ideas, it generates thought, and then we create whatever that happens to be, right? So does that kind of touch on, on, on the question you were asking? Yeah, absolutely. You've, you've definitely brought a whole bunch of elements in there that I think are, are just fantastic. So thank you. If someone's listening to this and they're, they're getting kind of excited, they're like, oh, I, I'm starting to realize this thing that Justin figured out early on, um, which is there is another way to play. I, I have another option other than this corporate ladder gig. Um, what is uh, the best advice you would give someone to level up their game over the next 12 months? Oh man. Find it, find a niche that you really are passionate about, or maybe just start exploring things, right? I mean, even in, in most businesses, you don't roll out a, you know, a significant investment into a product line or, a, or, or something that you're selling without beta testing it. Right. So, mm-hmm. so maybe beta test something that you're interested in, uh, whatever that happens to be. One of my, true pursuits in life that I love is travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more I, I do it, the more I want to be in some type of business related to travel. And so instead of, you know, ju- <laughs> jumping into the lake and, and going all in, you know, I have to, I have to just kind of test that, test that piece of it. Right. And in my mind, um, my, I guess my, my way of answering that is, that explore, explore yourself. And the only way to really do that is to just to see what you enjoy. And if you do, if you have something you truly enjoy, um, and there's a way to improve upon it, that's a great way to step away from, from what you might be doing as a traditional nine to five. Um, and I, and I will say this is, is that I also think it's really important. I think where, where many entrepreneurs make a big mistake is that they jump too soon. And what I mean by that is they jump out of their, their, you know, their safety net, their nine to five, before they're actually ready to go. Make a plan. If the plan makes sense and you can test it, obviously do that beforehand. You know, build up some reserves. It doesn't have to be something significant, although the more it is, the better it is, of course. Um, but, but actually play with it. Don't, don't go in, don't put yourself in such a, a, a situation, like I see a lot, uh, where you've overcommitted to something that will underdeliver. you know, in, uh, whatever, your, yep. in whatever your timeline is. And that's where people end up in, you know, financial distress, relationship distress with it, whether it be, you know, their spouse or their kids or their friends or whatever. And then certainly, you know, any of the other things that can fall out from that scenario. But I see that happen a lot. And uh, I guess that would probably be my biggest piece of advice is find something you enjoy. If there's a way to make it better, you know, if there's a niche there that's maybe being alienated or, or never even exposed in the first place, explore that further. If there's, if there's a way to make money at that, then go for it, right? Or if it, imp- maybe not even make a significant amount of money, but if it improves your life, that's a huge step in the right direction. And that's where most of us are trying to go in the first place is try to improve our life. So, so we're talking about like singles and doubles here instead of home runs. Absolutely. Yes. Singles and doubles, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I mean, you can, if, if you have a few bucks saved up to put in an investment property or, or test an ad campaign or something, um, you can put a little bit of it in and have it drip for you to, to do your proof of concept first or spreadsheet it out or, you know, talk to people like Justin who have been there before and, and say, hey, does this theory make sense or does this number make sense? And you would, you'll probably find that, you know, if you, if you, test it with enough people and, and enough other ideas, you'll, you'll pretty quickly decide if it's going to be profitable and worth pursuing and leaving the comfort of the nest, so to speak, uh, or not. 
No, I think that's, I think that's a great way to put that. Absolutely. Excellent. So speaking, you, you've talked about travel. You're in a couple of different businesses right now. I've, uh, obviously we're friends on social, so I see you traveling a lot and I love what you post. Um, <laughs> but this sort of speaks to a bigger concept here of freedom. Um, cause I, in the intro, we talk about, uh, you'll never achieve freedom if you're tr- trading dollars for hours. Uh, okay. so for you, how do you define freedom? Oh man. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a message that can be hard to articulate in such a way that it would be digestible by others. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me is that I don't have to be here. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, the people that work, you you heard me use language uh, earlier in the conversation about the people that work with and for me. And the reason I even say for me is that some people don't quite understand what that might mean is, you know, you think about the typical employer employee relationship. My people are not my employees. Nobody, no, nobody is, is out there on lonely Island by themselves. There is not a hierarchy in in my organizations because I don't want it to be that way. Yes. I, yes, I am the owner of the company and no, they are not. However, they are my partner because I can't do business without them. And because of that, they honor me and allowing me to do the things that I enjoy, which is, and they know, especially uh, travel um, is something we've talked about. And that's kind of maybe the basis of the question, but moreover, they also know that I enjoy uh, without equal spending time with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And there is absolutely nothing that will take away from me being able to do that. Um, And so they might not see me for a few days or a few weeks or maybe a month and a half or something like that. Right. And they know what to do. They know what their role is here. And they know that if it's an emergency, I'll be, I'm available to help out. Um, But the show must go on. And so for, for me, freedom is the ability to do what I want when I want. Amazing. I mean, there's so, so much, uh, we could go so deep on that and how you've set up those systems and those people and that training, uh, which unfortunately we don't have time for today, but, uh, maybe, maybe on a future episode we can go deeper, but, um, being able to go where you want, when you want amazing. Um, especially when it comes to family and those experiences, cause we all are chasing, you know, pursuing money and, and making money and getting investments and that sort of thing. But, uh, those, those moments in time, whether it's traveling and seeing a sunset in Asia or having a, 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 a wine and cheese and whatever in Italy or whatever it is, or, <laughs> or like you said, spending time with your daughter, like mm. you can't, you can't replicate those and you can't, yeah. you can't get the time back. And having that time, I think is sort of the unspoken currency that I think a lot of people, more people are starting to pay attention to, um, at least it's experiences right? in the, in the conversations that I've been having. Absolutely. And it, and it's, that's one of the biggest things that I tell people when they ask me for any kind of advice is, you know, think about not only the money you can make, but the time and what you could otherwise do with the time, you know, that, I mean, because you don't get that back. That's, that's a non-replenishable resource and it's so important to take that into the equation. Absolutely. A couple quick questions before we kind of wrap up here. If you could take a sticky note and write on it anything you wanted, just front and back, whatever, um, and give it to yourself, you know, at 10 or, 10 or so years old, what would you write and, and what's the reasoning for it? Um, I lo- I'm looking at something I have on my wall in my office right now. Um, so on my office, it's not in the most, it's not in a you know sexy format or anything like that. It's on a big, you know, piece of butcher paper taped to my, <laughs> taped to my wall. 
Um, and it is uh, a statement that says, what do you want to do today? And underneath that, I have four categories broken out and they're, they're designed to be, you know, time-based or otherwise. But in those four categories happen to be body, being, balance, and business. And the idea behind that is that if any one of those categories in your life is somehow imbalanced, if you were to make that into a, a wheel, kind of follow mm-hmm. the analogy here, then the wheel doesn't go around. At least it doesn't go around very well. And yep. so for me, I focus daily on, you know, there's a second element to that, which is what do I need to do today? There's a piece of that. And those usually end up being in the, you know, in the, maybe in the business category. Um, but sometimes it, it could be someplace else. It could be something in, in balance, which is posterity, the things, your family, your, your friends, your kids, um, your being is, is who you are. Your, your, um, you know, are you educating yourself? Are you learning? Are you, t- are you spending time with, with yourself and just in meditating, um, growing? Um, and then of course your body, your body is not a replenishing resource either. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't take good care of it. So, so it'd have to be a pretty big sticky note, I think, but, uh, yep. <laughs> that I put on my sticky note. You could, lot. you could certainly, uh, you could probably figure out how to fit that on there, but you're right. That would, it would may, maybe would have to go to a larger size sticky note for some of that yeah. stuff, but I love it. And then last question before we get into our final, uh, round here, uh, if you had to start everything over at 20 years old, you just got your real estate license with $500 and an iPhone, what would you do? Man, that is a, that's a loaded question. Um, Cause first of all, we didn't have an iPhone when I was 20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True. So I think I remember walking into the broker's office at that point and saying, here's a desk, here's a phone book and a phone, knock yourself out. And I think that's pretty much, I mean, I think those, those lines are in any Wall Street real estate movie that you can probably think of. Um, but uh, I think for me, I think that uh, I would start creating a boatload of content, um, you know, an introdu- so to speak, an introduction to myself as a, as a human being, um, what I'm about, what, I al- what and who I align with. Um, and I would start putting that out on social media. Um, I don't know that I would be uh, refined to one particular platform. I think that all of the platforms, as many, you know, the uh, I think the world has grown so significantly now that you could put it out almost anywhere and find a favorable position to benefit your cause in the long run, mm-hmm. um, and especially in searchability with Google. I mean, Google's whole whole objective is to bat, you know, is to organize the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So find a way to organize yourself and stitch yourself into their lining. Um, and so if I had 500 bucks and an iPhone, um, that's probably the first thing I would do is record content, um, about what I do, what I want to do, where I'm going, what I'm about and who I am. And I, that, that, that answer is, and I think we've talked about this before is really very, very Gary V esque. It's like record your process, be enjoy the process of figuring it out and, and be authentic for who you are and put out. Uh, stuff out to the world and, and see who resonates with it. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. And it's not to say that, you know, the age of video is going to, I mean, I think that video content and, 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 you know, social media is here, obviously here to stay. Um, you know, just, just like radio and television have been for the last, you know, 70, 80 years um, or radio even longer than that. But uh, you know, with that in mind, I think that you have to find a way to, to, to adapt 
you know, some of these technologies into your business early on. And obviously the big one right now is social media platforms and, and, and content. I think you're right. I mean, Gary is a great example of that is, is just continue to talk and put yourself out there in front of God and everybody and let those who align with you align with you. And those who can't stand you, they're going to go away and you don't want to work with them anyway. Amen to that. Cause some money just isn't worth earning. Amen to that. That is, yeah. <laughs> yes. especially in our line of work with, with sell, buying and selling homes and investing and all that. It's just, sometimes it's just not worth it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That should be, that should be on the test when you get your real estate license, frankly. Yeah. That maybe that should be printed on your license. <laughs> <laughs> Some money just isn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, well, man, I could I could sit here and, and chat all day about this stuff, but unfortunately, we both have to get back to it, and I and I don't want to take any more of your time. Um, so I'm going to shift us to our final segment of the show called the Focus Five, where I'm going to bring five questions to you, and you can give me your very best answer. Are you ready? Yep. Awesome. First question is: What book have you gifted most often? Uh, I have a copy of it sitting right here in front of me. It's a book by Russell Brunson. Um, it is called 30 Days. Um, the, the basis of it is you lose everything and you have 30 days to unscrew your life with no money in your pocket. Kind of like the iPhone question. Love it's, it. It's a, it's, a, it's a grand iteration of the iPhone question, yes. I have actually not read that, so that's going straight on my list after we hang up this call. I've probably given 50 copies of that book away. Awesome. For, for people, that, whether I thought they needed it or not. If you could get an hour of someone's time, past or present, uh, and ask them as many questions as you wanted, who would that be and why? Hmm. That's a tough one. I, I, you know, my, my gut answer is my dad. Um, I've always had great, great respect for my father and what he's done in his, in his career. And, you know, just kind of, you know, you, you have that mental idea of sitting at his feet, you know, of, of, of your grandparents or great grandparents or whatever, my father in my case, uh, and just listening, just shut up and listen. And I think that, you know, in a natural human engagement where two people or, or a multitude of people um, enjoy one another's company and, and they can just kind of talk, I would, I would love that. I would love the opportunity to do that. And that's not always something that I can do with my dad. Beautiful. What is one thing you believe that most people would disagree with you on? that I'm right all the time. No, uh, <laughs> say that question to me again. Let me, let me, let me hear that one more time. Right. Uh, what is one thing that you believe that most people would likely disagree with you on? That real estate is not always the best investment you can make. Mm. Can you expand on that just a little bit? I, we could go real deep on this, but yeah, let's try and keep it short. <laughs> I think that there, I, I think that in our modern age, Right. I think that the, the crowd of they, and I just mean that as a big segment of, of society suggests mm -hmm. that you must go buy a home or go buy an investment property. And that's frankly not true. I think that there is a time and a place. I think that you should own investment property. You don't always necessarily have to own a home of your own. Um, and so I, I get into a, a fairly regular argument about that is that, you know, I think people that they want to own their home because they think that's going to be their best investment. And I will, I will tell you that I've watched some of the best people get wiped out in that scenario through, through not, not through any fault of their own, mind you. But I think that if you are smart about your investment practices and you have a diverse portfolio across a number of different 
platforms that real estate is a very, very good and safe investment when done correctly. But if you're doing it for your own residence, that's not always the case. Agreed. And that's funny coming from two real estate agents, but no I'm hundred percent with you on that. Yep. Well, um, to lighten it up here and almost round it out, uh, <laughs> give us, give us a glimpse of your morning routine. Uh, so, uh, core four, it's the, it's those things I mentioned before the body being balanced and business. So I'm, I'm up, uh, it, I mean, it depends on the day sometimes somewhere between five 30 and six 30, almost every day. Uh, I get up, uh, do my morning routine. I have my morning shake, uh, which is usually like, like, you know, greens and some other nonsense. And then if I've somehow managed to, uh, um, not wake up my daughter as I'm traipsing through the house, then I'll, I'll do some reading, maybe some meditation, journaling, studying on a topic that I, you know, and, and really, we're not talking about a great deal of time. The whole idea is to be able to knock out the core four inside of an hour. Um, and so, but if that doesn't happen and my daughter ends up getting up with me, then, then we're doing some of that stuff together. Um, we're talking about things that, that she likes. We're, we're working on projects. We're maybe doing some, some coloring or playing with Legos or something like that because that's good for my soul and, and she loves it. And it just sets the motion for my day in, in uh, a wonderful way. The core four. That's awesome. Um, I can't really claim to that. That's that, that, that yeah. uh, title is somebody else's, but, uh, but I've adapted it to my, to my world and, and, uh, swear by it. Beautiful. Last question here is where is the best place online that we can find you? Facebook is, is probably the most prolific space where you can find me. Um, I, I do have a personal page, which I, I would say anybody is welcome to come find me there uh, by searching uh, my name, Justin Richards, and I'm here in the Seattle, Washington area. Um, also, uh, of course, our, our business page, um, which is uh, facebook.com slash Integra Real Estate. Uh, we do have some stuff going on there, uh, but for the most part, I, I've always found my way in, in, into telling my truth uh, in, uh, in my personal page, and that's everything from family, friends, travel, money, the stuff I, I like, uh, and that keeps that content relevant and, and interesting, and I think if people buy into what I'm all about, then then uh, we're a good fit. If not, then that's okay too. Facebook, Justin Richards, he's in the Seattle, Washington area. He, uh, we didn't get into it, but he's got a number, uh, at least you didn't get to, into all of your businesses, but he's got a number of things going on. So connect with him on social uh, and you can track what he's got going on. And uh, Justin, thank you so much for your time. And I appreciate you taking it to, to have a conversation with us. And um, if, do you have any other final thoughts for us before we sign it off? Uh, no, man. I, I think this was great. I, I, it's, it's so strange. Like I had built up so much stress before the, you know, before our conversation, I was like, and now I feel fully relaxed. Like I feel like I just got done journaling. That awesome. Was, it was a really wonderful experience. So thank you very much for, uh, for taking your time and, and, and I'm glad to be a part of the journey. Awesome. Well, thank you for being part of it. And uh, until next time, we'll, we'll uh, sign it off. So see you soon. For sure. Thanks, Hans. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Justin Richards. Make sure to look him up on Facebook. I've dropped his information in the show notes so you can easily click and link to his Facebook profile. As always, 
I would love to hear from you. While you're down in the show notes, take a look for my Calendly link, get on my schedule, let's have a chat. I would love to get to know you better and find out what you're liking on the podcast and how I can improve it and what other questions I should be asking the guests. Until next time, this is Another Way to Play. I'm your host, Hans Strazina, and remember to make your next chapter better than the last. Thanks for joining in for this episode of Another Way to Play, making the next chapter of your life better than your last. For more insights and inspiration to help you make that personal leap, be sure to engage with Hans on social media and get your questions answered right here on the show. Reach out to Hans at Chief SNAH on Instagram, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Another Way to Play. Oh, 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 oh,